to Top Fives, the show of everything. Top Fives, presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joy Prati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have a literary, um, beverage-ical kind of show for you this evening. But before we get to all the literariness and all the beverages, Jonathan, uh, how are you, my friend? <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, I'm doing okay, man. Just... Uh... Yeah, just being trying to be as productive as I can every week. Um, today I cleaned my room. That was a good thing. Great. Gotta have a clean room every now and then. You got to. <laughs> so, got to, yeah. And it made me look at uh, all the stuff that I have and probably don't need. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Find just a just do, a little, do a little self-cleansing and, you know, area cleansing. But, uh, mm. I don't know, man. It's been, it's, been, it's been all right. You know, we're reaching the end of May, which is crazy. We've been in this quarantine thing for a couple months now, um, mm. but yeah, just trying to make the again the the, the best of the most of it, the best of it. Um, you know, also just thinking about um, you know everyone who's helping in the hospitals and you know anyone who has a, who's working at the moment too as well. So um, it's still a different world. I went to my first uh, pickup order restaurant the other day. Um, because I've been either cooking at home or ordering on Postmates, and Fair. it was really strange. <laughs> oh, it's it it's really strange, it's bizarre. Man. It's post-apocalyptic ghost town out there. It is, man. And just being in a restaurant that like, I went to a um, a taco joint, and uh, you know most taco joints, especially on a Tuesday, they're uh, you know they're pretty popping. And yeah, it was just popping. strange being inside of a inside of a place, and there's like no one there, <laughs> so. But, you know, it's good at least to, you know, to, you know, support local businesses and everything and and still be able to, uh, you know, to go and, you know, get food and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much been it. Uh, Joey, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, my friend. Um, been really taking advantage of where I live and, and walking. Uh, me and the boy, my boy, Marty, we walked along Ocean uh, Beach yesterday all the way up to the Cliff House and the Sutro Baths, and we did it again this morning. Um, Beautiful. Feeling good about that. Um, this this last weekend, uh, me and this this lady that I've been seeing, we uh, took the boy and we went uh, to Santa Cruz and then to, further to uh, Monterey to get some good brunch, and then we're like, screw it, let's, let's just stay here. Um, we did wear masks. We were very careful to keep our social distancing. Um, there we didn't make it over to the beach, and the beach was packed, and none of those people were wearing masks, so that was pretty wild. Um, had a great dinner at uh, Le Biciclette in Carmel, um, and had a really strange encounter. I went into um, into a gas station, uh, kind of, I don't know, maybe like 9, 10 at night, you know, and I go, hey man, how's it going, you know, hey man, how's it going? And the guy goes, ah, a lot of Indians and Asians around here. I go, excuse me? He goes, I think they closed the, I thought they closed the borders. I go, all right. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> I get my change now? Like, fuck. Um, that was, ins- like, I haven't seen that kind of, uh, like, you know, the racism or the, or the bigotry up close and personal in a minute. But then again, you're in Carmel. So, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of sh- shitty. Weird. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to delete that. I don't know why we don't need to talk about that on this show. Hey, man. It just shows that there's still those freaking people out there, man. It it exists, and it's very sad. Um, and it I made my eyes go wide. I was like, whoa. Um, whoa. So I'm thankful to be back in the Bay, back in the Cité. Um, had a lovely dinner with uh, my folks, my, my roommate's folks, and uh, had a good, just a general, generally good weekend, you know? Dope, man. You know? Was that Memorial Day weekend, too, and... Yeah, I spent the day uh, just reading. I I finished two books in the last two days, and I'm very happy about it. Dude, awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I was about to say you got a chance to you know hit up the beach and everything, and yeah, you know kind of be out. Uh, yeah. How was how was that? You know, I know you mentioned there was a lot of people at, yeah, at the um, beach, and yeah, I haven't run into any weirdness. Um, I kept my distance from people; they kept their distance from me. If they got a little close, I gave them a look. And they <laughs> tended to step back a bit. And um, that's kind of, yeah, you know, um, it was fine. It was fine. The restaurant uh, that we ate at, they were doing kind of curbside order, you know, and it's there in downtown Carmel. So it's, you know, very bougie, very nice. But um, they had tables set up, uh, social distanced apart, you know, but in the street and on the sidewalk. So you could order your food. It was all to go, but first come, first serve. If you could snag a seat at the table, you could sit down and, you know, drink a bottle of wine while they, while they made your food. So that was kind of cool. That was like the first restaurant-type experience I've had since this whole thing began, even though we were distanced, even though we were wearing masks, even though, you know, yeah, taking yeah. all the precautions but still able to kind of enjoy some normalcy. So that was cool. Yeah, huh. that's it, it's a strange, obviously a strange time for yeah the restaurant, you know restaurants and small businesses like that because just yeah. like, you know, that's what those places are for is to go and and you know publicly, you know have food and socialize and you know it's uh it's definitely different and and you know uh, weird of course but just something we have to get used to for a little bit you know and yeah. um, does it make yeah. you rethink the concept of the restaurant? Like it's uh, it's a weird notion now that I think about it. We go somewhere to eat food cooked, prepared, and served by strangers in rooms full of other strangers. You know what I mean? It's a little (laughs) I don't know. It's a little strange now that I think about it. Now that like everything is eating eaten at home. You know what I mean? It's 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 such a weird. most people, you know, I mean, some, you know, some people go, obviously go out and, you know, I, I guess bars and like those types of, you know, those are meant to be, you know, you're supposed to go there and socialize and maybe meet new yes. people and meet your friends there. But you, you're right. It, it has made me think a little bit about like that, that kind of thought of like, you know, restaurants and, um, you know, I, I still enjoy going to like, you know, restaurants because, you know, one, obviously the food and the you know, sure. the service or whatnot. Um, but yeah, it isn't, it's interesting because a lot of people and myself included and probably you dude, like, you know, we, we like to, you know, order out or, you know, do all that kind of stuff even before this quarantine, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it you know, I, I do miss it and I, I feel like there's just something about a restaurant and the kind of the vibe or something that, you know, that comes with it, especially when you have like a family owned restaurant too. And that kind of. You know, when you get to know like the the restaurant, the people who own it, you know, I think it it has a deeper 
connection I think to the people going, you know. So hmm. I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's it's no, weird. Yeah. It's definitely well, and it's something weird. about the act of going out and having to present your best self. Um, you yeah. know, it's like when you live with someone and you, after the date, I guess we're just going home. It's not as special. You know what I mean? It's, there's, there's a kind of a, kind of an energy or a flair to, all right, who's place tonight? Or should we get a, you know, this or, you know what I mean? Like there's that yeah. kind of, uh, it's a different kind of energy. And I think that you can apply it to restaurants and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, dude. Um, I don't know. I'm so rambling. Kind of, kind of, I don't No, I mean, that kind of segues into my top five, dude. Because, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about, I was having a discussion with my roommates, and I was like, man, like, you know, what bars would you guys like to go to, like, when this is all over? Because we should mm. all go grab a drink or something. And, uh, you know, I do miss going out to socialize and, you know, be, me being a hermit sometimes. I feel like I don't do enough of it. So it's also made me realize, like, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I should be, uh, I should be going out and, you know, hanging out with friends and stuff. But, uh, Joey, what yes, is your top five? top five bar slash pubs that you would like to visit mm. possibly after the quarantine post quarantine. So I had the opposite problem. I was going to the bars and pubs too much pre quarantine, uh, quarantine probably saved my life. Um, as our, as our listeners might or might not know, I was going through a divorce and, and I, I turned to the bottle friends. Um, it's not a good thing. As he drinks his <laughs> uh, in moderation, in moderation, and I and I wasn't getting too there crazy or anything, but I was going a little too much, and I was kind of caught up in the romance of like I'm at a dive bar and there's fucking crazy people everywhere, and this is fantastic. Um, I remember one night I was sitting um, at one of the bars and there's this old Irish guy that I would see all the time, and he was always sitting next to me. He'd always have a shot of fernet and a beer, and he'd. Do, he'd go through 10 of those combos a night, you know? Ooh. And after each one, he'd go out and he'd smoke a Marlboro 27 and come back in and do it all over again. It was just like, man. And there, there was one night I remember looking at him and being like, is this my life? Is this, is I could do this. I could, I could be that guy. And then he turned and he smiled at me and he had no bottom teeth. And I was like, ah, yeah, this is the universe telling me, no, it could be. Don't let it be. Um, I'm doing a lot better. Anyway, that's a long way of saying, like, I think about this a lot. And I, I do think about, like, um, I certainly won't go to the same extent. I was going hard. And really part of it was, like, when you get your tolerance to that level, you got to keep it there. I don't want my tolerance oh, going. You know what I mean? Like, I, just, <laughs> I wanted to keep it there. So you got to keep going hard. Um, no, it's not good, kids. I'm here to tell you. Um Having said all that, Jonathan, my number five bar that I can't wait to visit again once this quarantine is over, uh, the Saloon in North Beach. Um, oh, yeah, dude. I don't think you've been there yet, right? I, I don't think I have, but I remember you met, I think you've mentioned it before in the past. Yeah, so this is usually a spot me and Hawkins will hit up like at the very end of our night in North Beach before we hit either the, the pizza or the burger spot. Um, and they always have really good live music, just like professional musicians you know what i mean just like they can play yeah. anything um any style of music any and it's just like everyone in there is just vibing you know it's also claimed to be the oldest bar in san francisco which a lot of historians doubt um because they claim to have survived the 06 and their story is that no there were all these prostitutes living on the second floor and so the firemen in the navy who frequented 
the prostitutes all the time, ran a hose from the bay to this thing and saved this building. And historians are like, absolutely no, that that did not happen. Um, <laughs> first of all, the building is made of, of timber, so no. And second of all, we took they took pictures of all the buildings that survived, and that is not one of them. So, but they still claim to be around since eighteen. 18- 61 or something like that. It's a cool, you know, and it's a, it's the same clientele that would have been frequenting the bar back in the 1860s. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the dregs of society. And that's, that's, I like it. I like, I'm one with these people, my friend. Um, and we'll get, you know, when we get to my next list, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that. But, um, so the saloon's a good time. I love listening to live music. It's a good spot. Um, it's cheap. I mean, once you get in, there's sometimes a cover. Um, but it's it's fantastic. Number four, my um, dive bar over on Noriega Street, Flanahan's. Um, Flanahan's, okay. This is where, at the height of me going to the bars pre-quarantine, uh, they were recognizing me. And they're like, Joey, right? I go, uh, yes. She, How did you? She goes, you registered as an anarchist, right? I go, Yes. How did you? Did I tell you that? <laughs> Shit. They go, uh, and they go. Yeah, you have a you have a beer on on tap. You have one on on the house. Somebody bought you a beer, but you're already gone. I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> so this is where I go for more of a quiet drink. Um, <laughs> it's good neighborhood, good people, um, cheap drinks. I, I think I got Stella for like three bucks on a Sunday once. You know, is there we go. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um, so plain hands. Like I, I can't wait to go back there. Uh, number three, Crown and Anchor in Monterey. I would love to sit outside and, and have a beer and split some chips with you, my friend. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I, I can't wait for that. Um, <clears throat> we used to, Crown and Anchor was our spot back in college. You know, it was, dude. It was it, the the spot. I've always felt like we ended up there, right? We had our, our little uh, fun on Alvarado Street, and then we just somehow made our way to that bar. Yeah. And somehow, miraculously, always got a table, because it is packed. It gets packed crowded always. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we somehow managed to always find a place to sit. It was great. Great, like how... Number two, my dive bar on Terravel, uh, the Riptide. Riptide. This bar is is just... It's wonderful. It's got character it's got personality it's got live music um it's it's such a neighborhood type of bar i went in there to watch a game one time and the bartender had ordered pizzas for everybody just help yourself honey like what i can bring marty in there marty everyone loves him i've donated dog treats to them you know just like all right thanks you guys are great um you and i've been there andrew introduced me to it it's a great bar um yeah it burned down and it has lived to see another day. And um, they're actually, they are open. They are doing uh, to-go drinks. Um, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So you get like your co- drink. Uh, cocktails too and stuff? or Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, and they wrap them in cellophane and then you take the cellophane off and you start drinking your drink right out there on the street. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, I'm just kidding. Cool. No, you walk to Ocean Highway and because that's closed and, I- and everyone's walking <laughs> yeah. and then you do it there. Um, number one, I'm going to go Joe's of Westlake. I know this is Ooh, kind of a cheap because yeah. it's not a bar, but they do have a bar and I miss they their bar. bar. Their yeah. bar is my happy place. Um, Joe's of Westlake is my happy place, but specifically I love sitting in the bar. I love 
the music, the conversation, the decor, uh, the style. Um, it feels very old, you know, old town, San Francisco, old Italian, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's my paisan. I, I love it. It's, uh, feel very at home there and if i can sit at the bar and have a burger and a stella and a jameson i'm happy and i'm good and um and there's really you know if i'm solo if i'm by myself that's i can't think of a better way to like take myself out and have like a nice time you know what i mean yeah so joe's yeah. of westlake there you go dude joe's great great food there man too fantastic well. food their burgers are so good <laughs> Man, yeah, there's a lot of plate man, those especially the Crown and Anchor. Um I actually do have that on my list because of that yes. reason too, man. Fantastic. Um, but I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go down my list uh starting with five. Uh I got this uh cool little I guess it's like an Irish bar. It's called T Boyles Tavern in Pasadena. Ooh. Um used T-boils? to watch a few like T Boyles, T Boyles Tavern. Um, yeah, this, you know, I used to go there with some coworkers every now and then. Um, but it was a cool place to, you know, have, you know, they have a great beer selection. Um, you know, if there's any like soccer games on or anything like that, they always host like those types of wonderful, of events. wonderful. Uh, and sometimes trivia nights as well. So, um, yeah, I just, I felt like I frequented that quite a bit when I was like kind of working in Pasadena and, uh, I don't know, I kind of miss going to that place. So, okay. you know, maybe, maybe we'll go hop over there when, when this is all over Hey. Um, there you go. T-Boils for five. Um, number four, I've got Griffins of Kinsale. Uh, K-I-N-S-A-L-E. It's an Irish pub uh, in South Pasadena, which is probably like maybe less than 10 minutes from my house right now because uh, Alhambra kind of um, kind of shares a little bit of South Pasadena. And uh, it's a really That's nice, nice. Irish bar. It. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a cool little Irish bar. Sometimes they have like, uh, you know, some uh, Irish music playing, like a live band. And they're like legit doing the Irish music. Actually, last time I was there, from what I remember, um, they had the band and they were kind of like sitting like partly on the side. So like half the band was, I felt like was having their night out and drinking, but right also on. joining in on the, oh, wonderful. I on the music that. and stuff. Um, and I have to take you there next time you come uh up to LA, dude. So, um, so yeah, Griffins of Kinsale. Yes. Um, for four, my number three is of course the Crown and Anchor. We both share a number three as well. I love it uh, f- for all the reasons you've mentioned. Uh, I felt like we frequented that place quite a bit in college, and I feel like next time I'm in Monterey or anytime I'm in Monterey, I I would usually end up end up there at that bar. Um. The waiters and waitresses, the the people, the servers, like I feel like they're always pretty pretty friendly, and I don't know if they're the same ones still there, but oh, yeah. I'm sure they are. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, it's it was yeah, it was always packed, and I I always felt like that was it was just kind of a cool little place to get into, and it was one of those like uh, like pubs where you have to walk downstairs to like at the entrance and everything, so it just had that, and there's like all these like weird uh, kind of. Uh, it's like uh what do you call it like ship type maritime it's called the crown anchor yeah yeah i you know what i remember taking my cousin uh my cousin joe and chloe there <laughs> I, don't know, I don't think chloe was with us but my cousin joe and he said that place was like an english pub on acid so hell yeah 
because <laughs> it was a lot of memorabilia and kind of stuff like that. But uh, other it's than a little that, overdone, great, a little overdone. Yeah, great beer selection. I think it's great. And then the outside area, of course, is is super you know nice, especially to sit out there if you have a chance to to go out and have a drink and sit outside. So, and their uh, toilets yeah. are really great because the wallpaper is um, a bunch of useful pirate terms that you might not have known. Um, I yeah, I read that yeah. too. <laughs> oh yeah, man. So and the fish chips aren't that bad there too. I gotta you always gotta rep the food sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, three Crown Anchor. Um, two is kind of like guess a kind of venue slash bar. Um, I've been to this place a few times this year to see some some people perform and some some artists I work with and friends. Um, Hotel Cafe, um, and I guess it'd be Hollywood. Um, yeah, it's a cool little spot. It's got two. There's like a smaller kind of intimate uh, performance room with a bar, and then there's a bigger kind of. Uh, you know, kind of hall type area with a, a bar as well. But um, always trying to support local venues and artists. And, you know, it's probably one of the most frequented places I've been this year for like just just having music and drinks. So, um, yeah, I'd love to go back and see some performers. And uh, apparently like a lot of uh, even popular artists come there every now and then and just like crash a hotel cafe show. Well, hey, so, popular artists. Yeah, yeah, whoever that is. <laughs> whoever that is. Um, so, yeah, to nice. Hotel Cafe. And then for my number one, uh, Scum and Villainy uh, Bar, which is uh, modeled after the, um, the Tatooine uh, Cantina Bar yeah. in Star Wars. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a cool, it's a cool little bar. It's, you know, it's super nerdy, which is up my alley. And... Um, yeah, they uh, Kevin Spitz podcasts. He hosts the podcast there, and they're. Yeah, I'd love to go see currently. him there. That'd be cool, dude. I think that'd be a perfect opportunity to, to do that if you come yeah. in, come into town. Um, if we could find a a day to uh, whenever this stuff is over, but I yeah. think we should do- definitely organize a a trip for you to come down just to see his his podcast. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a cool spot. I think it's you know, and, and they, the the. The servers, the bartenders are really cool, and um, they all dressed all themed. So some of them are, I think last time I was there, it was like a Harley Quinn behind the bar. Yeah, and that's like, who I had as a bartender. And honestly, it kind of took me out of it. I was like, I thought this was Star yeah, Wars. What the fuck I, is Harley Quinn doing I, here? Yeah, I think it's like a nerd, like a, it's like an all nerd bar. But I, yeah, when I first, when I uh, went there for the first time, I assumed it was like an all Star Wars bar. Yeah, um, and I'm sure they change it up every now and then, but um, yeah, it's it's a cool spot, and I think uh, you know it's it's uh, you know it's just uh, they got some interesting drinks there, so I don't know. But I'm all, I'm always also interested in a lot of different bars around the area, and especially in like back you know in the Bay Area and like in Monterey too as well, where we spent most of our time. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my that's my list, dude. That's a good list, my friend. Thank you. I like it. I like it. I love. I wish I had a beer right now in my hand. <laughs> so, cheers. I know. Cheers, dude. <laughs> but um, yeah, I. You know what, Joe? We 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 gotta. I think the crown and anchor might be a mission. We might have to do that when it's when this is all over. I, I actually I think a you're trip right. to my, I, I was thinking about like, you know, trekking up to Monterey. It'll be just nice to. Just to go there and maybe make a little quick trip and then go to San Francisco and hang out. So hell yeah, whenever we get the chance. 
which hopefully it. will be soon. I hope. I I hope um, so too. Yeah, dude. All right, yeah. Joey. What's All right. what's your list for tonight, dude? So as I mentioned earlier, I think unless we were talking about it off air, but I think it was on air. Um, I finished two books this week. I was very in the last two days, in fact, and I was just I've fallen back in love with reading. And um, I know we've talked about our favorite authors and stuff before, but I I wanted to take it a little step further. What are your top five favorite authors? And along with that, your favorite work from that author. So it doesn't have to be a novel necessarily. It can be, you know, a short story that they've written or a novella or a screenplay or, or anything, really. Um, the floor is yours. All right. Uh, I am so bad at this. Uh, I should be a better reader. Um, so, hey, kids, read your books. There's a lot of stuff out there. Um, I do a lot of reading, like, on my on computer, the toilet. I guess, but on the t- <laughs> yeah, on my phone <laughs> and on the uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I I I might have a kind of a generic list, unfortunately, but uh, I don't know. I feel like these authors throughout my lifetime kind of stood out to me, and uh, I don't know. I, I find this fifth one kind of funny. It's it's R.L. Stein who did the go- the Ooh. Goosebumps books, but. I, I don't know. I, I, I collected the Goosebumps books uh, when, I, you know, when I was in uh, school. And, they were um, great. They were great, yeah. And then especially for you know, like being able to creep me out while reading something was, was I mean, that they, it did its job. It really did freak me out when I was reading it. Yeah. And, um, and there's a lot of great stories that you know, came along with it. So, He's um, like the children's Stephen King. Exactly, dude. Yeah, it was it was uh, understandable enough to read and to get into the story. Um, you know, it wasn't you know too graphic, but you know, there was some stuff that really creeped me out. So, um, and you know, there I think we had like book fairs when we were in school too, and you know, those I were kind of those. the ones. I do miss those too. They should yeah. have book fairs for adults, man. They should. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I enjoyed those books, and you know, honestly, I kind of want to see if I can pick up some some R.L. Stein Goosebumps books, you know, and just and just read them, and just for the fun of it. They um, might be above your just, level of reading, though. I <laughs> maybe you gotta, I don't be, know. You gotta we'll be careful of that. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's it's I guess a sentimental feeling, I guess behind it, like I oh, connected with the books and everything. But yeah, R.L. Stein for five. Um, four. You're gonna call me a fanboy, but uh, J.K. Rowling, dude. I've read all the Harry Potter books. And, okay, uh, I mean, you know, to each his own, my friend. Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, for for that series too. Um, just to think that series has transformed into this this fandom and this you know these and the movies came out and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, just to just to see uh, an author's work and vision and kind of the yeah, the vision for the characters and, and, you know, where they go throughout the series and being able to see that and be embraced by a lot of people and just the fandom and everything. Um, it's, it's very, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a different thing, you know, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, authors, you know, of course their books get adapted to screenplay and, um, but I don't know. I, I enjoyed the Harry Potter books and, uh, you know, I, uh, I think I did books on tape as well with it. I read and, you know, cause I'm, uh, I suck at reading. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So JK Rowling for four. That's uh don't hate on books choice. on tape, man, but 
Words on Taper. I cool. I love books on tape. Yeah, Actually, I I kind of want to get one of those subscriptions, man. To that, you know, I do too. It's uh, a little pricey. It is. Maybe one Audible day we'll is like get what fifteen a month. Maybe as I was just, I was about to say, maybe one day we'll get sponsored by one of those companies. <laughs> That'd be so cool. That'd be <laughs> so freaking cool. A membership, dude. Man. I mean, hey, I would be. I would love to promote audiobooks on the podcast. Watch well, us get so. a membership for that, or or a, or a promotion for that, and then I just go on some rant about anti digital books and yeah. how I miss the the printed page and. Oh uh, yeah, man! They pull it immediately. They're like, yeah, no. I, you know, I was. I was having that conversation with my roommates the other day about, you know, I was talking to them because one of my roommates reads quite a bit and uh, still has like a library card and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's a different time these days because, you know, I feel just I feel like, you know, especially for both of us when we collect vinyls, you know, it's like I we collect them for that reason to collect them and to have that kind of, you know, that uh, kind of tangible moment with with the music. And I guess it's an engaging experience. Yeah, the same for could be said for books and and you know articles or whatever it is. Uh, um, so you know, I'm trying to encourage myself to do some more reading and um, and you know, I guess yeah, to kind of cherish those like those moments when you sit down and read because you get that time you know to yourself and that you know that time to kind of think and ponder and and you know kind of get really into the the book. So uh, yeah, reading is is something I sh- you know I've been. I've been. I, I don't. I don't hate on it. I suck at it, but uh, you don't I definitely suck at it. I, I <laughs> give yourself I guess, more credit, my friend. I feel you. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, yeah, just that. Anyways, um, yeah. Number three, J.R. Tolkien. I did read the Lord of the Rings books, uh, and actually, the I like the books more than the movies. Um, and I'm sure you, could, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I it was, uh, you know, kind of that fantasy world was something I was, I wouldn't say into, but, um, you know, I just didn't, I didn't read enough, you know, I didn't have enough books that I, that kind of went into that world, you know, uh, some books I read were mostly, you know, mostly like, I guess, kind of thriller type books or, you know, kind of like crime mystery books. And, you know, I've, I've read a few of those, but um, I don't know. This one was, you know, it was a big story to tell and, and to be able to tell this and to, again, create a world with these characters in it and um, and just to see it, you know. And then, of course, in the, you know, the movies that came out and, you know, kind of see that come to life. But again, just kind of similar to some of the other authors we've probably mentioned, it's just kind of leaving that that kind of legacy of, you know, this is a series that is, you know, highly you know, read about and, you know, a lot of people have become fans of, of, you know, this author and this book series. So, um, and I don't know, I, I, I actually enjoyed reading them. So yeah. J.R. Tolkien, dude, for three. Right on. Yas. Uh, two, I've, uh, I got Stephen King. I have read a few of his books. Um, I haven't read The Shining though, which I would love to read that book. And then of his books, what would you say is your favorite of his? Um, I did read uh, Pet Cemetery, which was pretty trippy. Um, and then I think, I, I feel like I've read The Mist. Um, but I more so remember the movie. Um, but yeah, I, I liked Stephen King's writing. And, you know, he's, again, been able to, you know, find his work adapted to film. And and, um, and I, I don't know, he's always kind of, kind of uh, you know, brought 
brought to light just some just interesting things and topics and you know they can be presented in very creepy ways and scary ways <laughs> but I think that's what I like about his writing um, is just uh, again the sense of mystery and, and despair and, and all these kind of different things kind of coming together and uh, yeah Stephen King I Yee. feel that baby and then uh, yeah man I got Michael for number one, Michael Crichton for uh, Jurassic Park, dude. Yo, actually, actually did read this book. <laughs> it it's was, good. Uh, it's a good book. It's actually not bad. Yeah, um, I have to. It's crazy how different I, it is from the movie. Yeah, you know what? I kind of want to. I, I don't have it on hand, but I, I believe I uh, bought it from a book uh, from the library. But I would love to read the that series again and just. Uh, Especially like Jurassic, I mean Jurassic Park is is uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. You know, it's a, it's a it's a good thriller movie, but being able Wonderful to like, movie. you know, yeah, and then being able to dissect it in you know from like you know from his writing and and uh, you know really get into you know the kind of concept of what this you know this book is, um, it was really interesting. And um, I was just re- I, I didn't realize. Uh, he uh, also wrote, I think it's at Westworld. I think he did yeah. write a book. I think Westworld. He, he also directed the movie, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. So I, I, I did not know. I mean, I know I've been watching the Westworld show, um, but I didn't know he was the, origin, you know, the original creator of Westworld, the story. Um, and then, you know, of course, they adapted it to uh, you know, a film, obviously, and then um, the sh- current show that's, that's out right now. So... Um, but yeah, man, those are my, my authors. I, I have a generic list, but it's a good list. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to, you know, pick up some more books and I actually have an honorable mention, uh, this book, my roommate gave me, it's called wherever you go, there you are, uh, by John Kabat-Zinn and it's actually about meditation. So Yeah. Something totally different that is, you know, something that I don't usually do. And it's just interesting to read it and kind of get an idea of what, you know, what meditation is. And it's totally not what I thought it was. So I like it. Um, and that, that's what I love about books, too. Even if they're fictional or not, you can learn something from it. You know, you always find a way sometimes to identify with the characters, too. And in this particular book, it's this person's experiences with meditation. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you know this, but uh, through meditation, there's no limit to what we can imagine. Imagine. That's right. <laughs> Good list, Shawnee. I like your list. Thank you. Uh, Joey, welcome. I'm kind of curious. You're, you're an avid reader, so I, I'm curious to hear your list. of Not as, as much work. as I should be or as I used to be, but uh, I'm working on it. But uh, number five, I'm going to go with uh, Lewis Sacker. Famous for the Wayside School books that we read growing up, but I think his masterpiece is Holes. Um, oh, I haven't read Holes. No, yeah, you haven't read Holes. Holes is phenomenal. Um, I refuse to watch the movie because one, I don't like Shia LaBeouf, and it's also I that book meant so much to me. I don't, <clears throat> I don't need to see it portrayed on the big screen. Same with uh, like when I read The Road, Cormac McCarthy. I was like, yeah. there's no way a movie can do this works as a written thing uh if you read his prose it's every line is like poetry it's beautiful um there's nothing they can do in a movie that's gonna whatever anyway 
Anyway, Holes uh, is an amazing book, and I remember um, being in like maybe fifth grade when it came out and having the the hardcover from the library with the plastic around it, you know, and I loved the sound it would make every time I would open it. And um, <laughs> I loved reading that book. I really did. Number four, I'm going to go Graham Greene. He um, is a British author, was a British author. Um, I think you remember I picked up one of his books in college called The Comedians, and we I think I lent that to you and we read it. Yeah. 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 Um, but he also did one of my all-time favorite movies, and the script has been translated into a little um, novella form, which I have and love, uh, The Third Man. So... Um, uh. Love Graham Greene. He's wonderful. Um, he's got a lot of heart. He's smart and he's a little quirky. Uh, wonderful. Um, number three, Ernest Hemingway. Um, Ernest Hemingway, nice. And the book that I'm choosing for his my favorite work of his is A Movable Feast. And it really is, I think, maybe the main motivating factor in when I was trying to choose another European city to go to, I chose Paris. Um, cause it's all there in that book. It, you know, he was there in the twenties, you know, of course, if you watch, um, midnight in Paris or whatever, it's, he's portrayed, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm blanking on the actor's name and it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, he was in Ant-Man. He was the villain. He was also in, um, yeah. House of Cards. Uh, the strain too. I cannot remember his name. Um, it's going to bug me. I'm looking it up. But um, <laughs> Hemingway writes so clearly, so simply. Um, Corey Stahl. I didn't even look it up. Corey Stahl. Um, but yeah, his prose is to the point. It makes you feel. Um, the way he describes things is just perfect. It's He perfectly romanticizes that time and that place. And um, I felt like I just was had his spirit or his energy when we were walking around there. And I, I loved it. Um, number two, George Orwell. Ooh, George Orwell. Okay. Uh, Animal Farm is one of my favorites. Uh, it's a novella. And I think the last sentence of that book is maybe my favorite final sentence of any novel or book or anything, you know, when, the pigs and the men are playing poker and they all look around to each other and they couldn't tell who was who. It's like that. You just perfectly summed up, you know, what this whole thing is about and is why I don't trust politicians and, uh, you know, anarchy. Um, anarchy. <laughs> it's probably not the point of Animal Farm, but you get where I'm going with that. Um, I'm not really an anarchist, kids. I just think it's hilarious. Um, or am I? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and of course he did 1984, but uh, Animal Farm, for my money, is is the one. Um, and number one, my favorite author, uh, Charles Bukowski. You know? Um, there you go. Drink, drink to that. And then his, his collected short stories, South of No North, is my favorite of his. Um, I finished his book, um, ham on rye this morning. It was the last novel of his that I hadn't read. So he did six novels and I've, I've read, I've read all six, um, now. Um, and he's just, he's wonderful. He puts sentences together that make you 
almost uncomfortable in how honest they are. You know what I mean? Maybe private thoughts that you've never admitted to anyone. He puts it out there on the page and you go, holy shit. Um, I'm not alone or I'm embarrassed. And, you know, it's, it's... Or just, fuck, someone gets it. Someone else gets it. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, but yeah, he really kind of romanticized the whole idea of writers and bars, at least for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's a stereotype. But um, every time I wandered into a dive bar, I was just like, eh, I got Bukowski on my brain. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We're hip. We're cool. Um, we're just drinking. But uh, no, I love Charles Bukowski. Um, South of No North is just phenomenal. It's great. Um, there's my list. I love it, dude. I, I like you, how you've also kind of connected it to like even certain things that I've like trip to Paris, you know, like mm. I know we went to the, uh, the bookstore out there too, as well. Shakespeare company. Shakespeare. Yeah. Which is, a, I, I thought that was probably one of my favorite places, bookstores. And I think that as part of that trip, I thought that was the coolest thing we, we got to see too. I mean, we it was amazing. Saw yeah. A lot of cool stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, uh, that's, that's super cool. You know, finding, you know, books, obviously that, you know, you can really, you know, kind of get into and, and, and really like almost see, almost like see yourself in it sometimes. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I always feel yeah. like, you know, you kind of pull from that. So, um, yeah. Keep reading your books, guys. <laughs> keep reading. Keep your nose in those things. Keep your nose in those. <laughs> um, um, I love the list, dude. I need I to read some. Too. I need to. I am. I'm really encouraged to read some more books now, man, because, you know, I'm really enjoying this one that my roommate let me in. Um, yeah, there's tons to, and you know what? I've actually been open. I've been looking into, uh, ordering some books on Amazon too, as well. So uh, that's awesome. Yes. That's, that's what I'm, I'm stoked for. So Hell yeah. I don't know. Got my eye on a few. We'll see. <laughs> I like oh, it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, do you have anything you'd like to share with our dear, sweet, lovely, imaginary audience this week? Uh, man, share time. Share uh, time you know with what? I mean, sex I guess things. I guess I yeah, I talked about a little bit just that book, uh, "Wherever You Go, There You Are" by John Kabat-Zinn, meditation. Word. Um, you know, I, I don't consider myself to like you know, I mean, you don't have to be spiritual in order to meditate, but you know, I just never, I don't, I don't really do that. Um, you know, I do have moments where I sit and you know, kind of pause a little bit. And that's actually kind of related to the meditation in a way is, is really, um, you know, getting to a point where you're not thinking of stuff that's happening in the past, stuff that's happening in the future. You're just thinking about the moment that's happening now. And just even I with could that, use that, even with that, that realization and being able to do that, um, it, it can help a lot. And I could see why people do it. You know, it's, it's, you know, cause when you sit, sometimes when you sit alone, you're thinking about all sorts of stuff, man. Right. Um, and then, yeah. So the idea of like meditating is, is really about, uh, not obviously letting that stuff go or, or forgetting about it, but yeah, living just in that moment where you're just recognizing your, you and your surroundings and not necessarily, you know, the cause and effects of things that are happening, you know, previously or may happen 
So it's it's for me, I think it's good because it also it's just like, hey, you know, maybe I should be doing something like this or at least having a moment in my day to just not think of anything else and just and just just be there, you know, and right. I think sometimes that might be good just, you know, to kind of reset a little bit and um, and then maybe some, you know, some thoughts that I'll have later um, might, you know, might be a little more clear. So I don't know, just trying, you know, trying to read something different and. Um, I'm enjoying it, and uh, I've been. It's getting me to read, which is great. So, um, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much it. Um, and then we shouted out Sherman's uh, podcast. Why did you say that podcast last uh, last week? But um, I I did a, a theme song for these guys. I saw that. Um, it was very good. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually really fun, and, and Sherman's reaction was uh, was uh, uh, great because he was just like, "Dude, this is awesome." And he actually he actually hit me up and asked for some advice for podcasting. So I talked cool. about our top fives podcast and and uh, you know how we've kind of been able to do it uh, year by year and, and just kind of the the things we've kind of uh, um, put together as we've learned how to do the podcast. And you know, I've, honestly, it's great because uh, you know we've we've learned so much just doing this you know week to week and. Yeah, um, and it and it's great again to support your local podcasts, and you know Sherman's a, a good friend of ours from high school, and um, you know he has his his podcast too. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I I've been trying to listen to their podcasts as well and support them, and um, they've shouted us out a few times. So I just wanted to say thank you to those guys. Thank you guys, so, it's awesome. Yeah, um, I'm <laughs> stoked. I'm real stoked. Um, yeah, if my unsolicited advice for anyone hoping to do a podcast just hook you know we we tried we had what four five six seven false starts of us recording Dude. not knowing what we were going to talk about just rambling on for two three hours being like this is a mess and it wasn't until we had the hook those. of top five. Oh, and i've got some of them on my end my I've friend got some of them too. Um, yeah. yeah once we found the hook of like oh, okay we'll choose a list of five every week like then it t- started to take form and i think structure I think creatives um, or some creative people think structure is is a hindrance or, or will put you into a box. And I, I think having boundaries, having structure fuels creativity because you know when to cross the line or where to cross the line. If there is no lines, yeah. what do you cross? You're not doing nothing. Um, yeah, that's that's, my, that's, that's definitely take on it. That's yeah. That's definitely a great yeah. advice for any actually any of our list or imaginary audience who's listening. Yeah. If you guys are doing a podcast or are about to start one, you know, that's uh, probably the best advice we can give. And uh, I, I kind of gave something similar to Sherman as far as the, his podcast. And um, yeah, I think uh, actually that, that'd be kind of something we should do maybe this week. We should highlight some other podcasters or if anyone who's love listening that. to us is a podcaster, reach out to us. And uh, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. try to keep the support going for all y'alls. But uh, yeah, dude, that's... That's pretty much my share for this week, dude. So. Love it. <laughs> How about you, brother? So uh, something in the mail came for me today. I was very excited. Ooh. I pre-ordered this thing a month or so ago. Get? The Criterion Collection's latest release, Scorsese Shorts. Ooh, um, cool. So this has Italian-American, his documentary about his family, American Boy, the uh, do- little documentary about... Um, Something Prince. I'm I'm blanking on the guy's name, um, but he is the gun salesman and taxi driver. 
Uh, it has his short film, The Big Shave. His short film, It's Not Just You, Murray. And his short film, What's a Nice Girl Like You Doing in a Place Like This? And there's a beautiful booklet, of course, as Criterion does. Just, you know, wonderful. It has his um, his storyboards that he drew when he was like nine. Whoa, you know, Scorsese so has been a filmmaker before he had his hands detailed. on the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my favorite part of this whole collection is on the inside cover are his res- uh, the recipe for his mom's sauce and her meatballs. <laughs> so so cool. uh, it's That's a very wonderful set. The disc is in my player right now. I watched The Big Shave. I'm going to watch the documentaries tonight. I'm, I've been wanting to see American Boy. I've seen snippets of it for years and I've never been able to get my hands on, on the actual thing. So I'm so excited to watch that tonight. Uh, that's going to be my nightly viewing. And yeah. Nice. Um, cool. Dude. Yeah. Wow. Excited. I like that. Have a little, little movie night. Criterion's yeah. fine. Number 1030. Hey, so Joey, is that, uh, the, is that like a subscription you're, you're doing for the criterion or is, is that just something you no. ordered or. They're, yeah. I'm, I, they're, you know, criterions are a little, a little pricey. So I, the ones I really want, I shell out for. Um, I do have the Criterion channel, which sadly I don't, I underutilize, but I was a charter member, so I got a dollar off lifetime. If I ever cancel my membership, I'm going to have to pay that full $10, but right now I only pay the $9. So I got you. Um, I got you. Yeah, it might be on there. I don't know. Um, but I always want the disc. Criterions are the only ones where I still buy the discs. I've switched over yeah. to digital media. Um, unfortunately, um, yeah. yeah, I like I like the because it seems like they, they put a lot into the Oh yeah, the whole thing is a work of art. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. All right. Movies. <laughs> Jonathan, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, my friend? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Shonday Music, uh, website shondaymusic.net. Net. Net. Um, Joey, no. where can we find you on the interwebs? You can check me out on Twitter at Joey Prouty and on my website, joeyprotyscripts.com. You can check out the show at Top 5 Pod. It's T O P F I V E 5 P O D on Instagram, on Twitter at gmail.com, and on Facebook at Top 5 Podcast. We are on Apple Music, Google Play, and SoundCloud, so please. Give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and give us something. Uh, or we will give delish, you something. Delicious and return? <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, until next time, I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks. Bueno. Bueno. Bueno.